0: This is Latinas State of Mind, a podcast created by Latinas for all audiences, where we can share our experiences about love, life, and everything in between. Hello, hello! And welcome to another episode of Latina State of Mind. Hi. Hi. Hello, ladies. How are we doing today? I think I'm doing really good. It was yeah. a good day. It
1: a good day today. Yes.
2: It's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Say that with more confidence, please.
1: It's
0: a wonderful day. <laughs> Love it.
2: <laughs>
0: we have a heavy topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was excited i'm really excited to talk about this but i think i'm also nervous and emotional all at once Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a topic
2: it's a topic
1: (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i'm a little emotional about it but we'll get through it yeah
2: yeah 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 why don't you tell us what the topic is so we're gonna
0: talk about undocumented life in the united states (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as some of you guys know and I think we've shared before, um, Diana and I have DACA. Can you kind of explain what DACA is? DACA,
1: I wish I knew the whole the acronym, but it is basically some sort of relief, basically a type of visa, a limited visa that allows us to work. Um, we can't travel outside of the country. We can't do. We can't receive uh, federal aid. So anything kind of related to financial mm-hmm. aid or food stamps or anything like that, we're not able to receive any benefits. No benefits, correct? Mm-hmm. But we do take, uh, We do pay our taxes. Um, I'm not salty about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So, it, but it does helps us. It does give us a social security number, and it does give us a visa in order to be able to work so we can work in this country we can enjoy I guess some of the benefits like having a driver's license and travel within the country but that's basically it.
0: and it's defer action for childhood arrival yeah I was yes. just looking at it up. Yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so
1: so yeah,
0: that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. You do have to. Um,
1: you do have to apply for it every two years. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the biometrics application every two years. I mean, you have to pay. You have to pay for the actual application itself. It comes to about five hundred dollars every two years. Yeah, and I myself have had it for ten years, so I've been paying quite a bit so yeah. I could be in this country uh, in sort of like a limited. Limited status, I guess, and I say that just because I'm not able to fully take advantage of credit opportunities as well right i'm kind I'm limited to um you know I just have to prove myself a little bit more whenever taking out either not a loan or personal loan because they say, Oh well, your visa is only for two years, yeah, well you can't guarantee us that you're gonna get it renewed and I'm like. Okay, but I have good credit. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm right. gonna pay you, <laughs> but yeah. still they're like, yeah, you do, but you're limited to those two years.
0: So I think um, just a little background on DACA, and I feel like ah, it's it's such a sensitive subject. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it, and if I think unless you have close. Um, contact with somebody that has grown up in this country undocumented I don't think you'll ever understand what it's like because neither Diana or I um, were asked like do you want to move to a different country we were children when we were brought here and I started school here when I was 11 or 12 how old were you when you started
1: I was 8
0: so we made this our home Um, we had to yeah, so we uh, you know, we just kind of figure it out as we went. We learned the language, we learned the culture, and our parents stayed and nobody said, "Hey, do you want to stay?" <laughs> there <Never>. wasn't <laughs> there wasn't a way that we could have said, "No, let me go back to no family <laughs> back no, in exactly. Mexico, you know?" So, the whole concept of you should have come the right way. Well, we didn't have an option.
1: I came the right way. I came in with a visa and I we were legally coming in we illegally stayed (laughs) yeah same with us (laughs) but it also wasn't the plan to stay Mm -hmm. it just kind of worked like that but yes we were never asked we didn't have the option Our parents were never gonna ask yeah oh do you want to stay here do you want to go back to mexico (laughs) right exactly
0: (laughs) yeah um so i think for me personally i i was without daca for a lot longer diana you said it was a few months for you
1: correct so um i was lucky um i graduated from high school in 2012 and uh in that same year 2012 november it be got became available and i went as, i was one of the first applicants because i had everything basically set up all i had to do was get some transcripts some fill out an application or whatever and send those five hundred dollars and there and we go got it yeah. i got
0: it yeah for me um I graduated high school in two thousand and one, <laughs> <laughs> so I was without DACA for like eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think one of the things that was difficult was just not being able to travel and like watching. All my high school friends go to college and have like a life and a full job. Like every job I had had to be like babysitting, cleaning houses, uh, selling things. Like I never. Yeah, like I I had to get paid cash because I, I, I didn't have a social. And I was really always nervous about driving because I didn't have a driver's license. And I just was nervous all the time. And when I wanted to go to a community college, I couldn't get any financial help. Mm -mm. So I had to pay for that by myself. And it took me five years to get an associate's degree because there was times where I couldn't afford it. And there was times where I just had to like wait it out for the next semester. Maybe I could afford the books then and wait it out for the semester after that. And so I think for me, it was just like just very traumatic to like see myself kind of feel stuck and right before daca came available i was really considering moving back to mexico the scary part was that i don't know anybody back there like i don't really like i have family but i haven't seen this family in years so yeah that has been i think one of the hardest part about being here and being undocumented without daca
2: yeah that's probably one of the like differences now because like you guys are saying for you it wasn't an option and now when people have that conversation about immigration and oh you should have done it this way or the other for like most people who are now young adults it was never that option. an option yeah so it's a different experience than obviously what your parents went through or your parents Diana, mm-hmm. but just as traumatic and it had you know, just as many challenges. It was just different.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share a little about your
1: story, Diana? Um, sure. What do you guys want to know? I'll
0: tell you. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell, tell you, you everything. <laughs> except
1: everything. I'm just <laughs> <kidding. laughs> No, um, it was, there was a period of uncertainty. The thing is, what I wanted to do out of uh, high school was get hydro education. There was a chance for me to go into another school uh, s- with some sort of, Plan that it wasn't going to be in state tuition, but it wasn't going to be out state tuition. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to be it was still going to be very pricey. But it really hit whenever you said that you had to take longer to uh, complete your ca- classes and associate's degree, because I had to do the exact same yeah. thing. Um, I had to take two or three classes at a time because I was paying for it. My parents were paying for it, mm-hmm. and I'll always be grateful because uh, I think having the having the support of your parents. To go through that is just monumental. It's huge. Yeah. Without, I, at least I think, without that um, kind of, respaldo, without that um, kind of having your back, I don't think I would have been able to do it. But it was, uh, it was very difficult having to navigate through all of that. Um, it was very difficult to navigate through because I didn't have any experience. And so I had to do... I had to do college tours. I had to do a college tour because it was the only college still offering this by myself. And so that was and seeing like other kids with their parents going through this. And I was just walking by myself. I was like, oh, damn, this is it's it's difficult. It's tough. But, you know, you at least I have the kind of mindset that I want to do this. So I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to feel very uncomfortable and I'm going to feel very awkward. But it's not going to stop me from doing something. Um, So going through that was very difficult. I eventually completed my associates. I eventually completed my uh, degree. So that was uh, very exciting. And I was very proud of myself for that because I did it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Even after those uncomfortable moments, even after those awkward moments, even after realizing time and time again that I wasn't the same as others, that I didn't have the same opportunities as others, that I didn't have the same Um, kind of easy route towards it, and I had no guidance either. So I was just doing it by myself, winging it, and I did it. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know if you wanted to know anything in specific. I I got so many no's. (laughs) (laughs) I I was talking to my mom about this. I got so many no's, and I got I especially got so many no's from uh, Hispanic or Latin offices where they're supposed to help these kinds of students, and they were always like, no, you don't qualify for this. No, you don't do this. You don't do that. And I was just like, oh, okay. Watch what? me. <laughs> 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 like, watch me go through this. Yeah. You're just telling me no, but it just, you know, making me even more hungry for success. Yeah, Yeah. So proud of you. Thank you. Do you think
0: it changed? Do you think you see life? So, okay, for example, for me, I always felt like, I needed to prove that I belonged here as much as anyone else. So I felt like I needed to learn the American culture as much as I knew the Mexican culture. So, like, I wanted to learn, like, there's a lot of things about the culture that are, are said because of, like, the books that you read on, in high school or the shows people watch or, you know, they're just the sayings, like, culturally saying, sayings, sayings yeah. that people pass down that a lot of the times I don't understand or I didn't understand a lot of because I didn't grow up here. Like I grew up here, but it was different. You know, I I grew up in like culturally different. But when I got to high school, I felt like I wasn't a part of something. Like I just felt like such an outsider. And for a really long time, and I still do, I feel like we belong, but we don't belong. Like we're here, but we are not here. So like, yeah, we are finally getting to the point where we're claiming our space in this country. But I feel like for me, especially for a really long time, I was trying to fit into somebody's space. Like, I didn't feel like I fit in into my culture fully because I was not, like, my my Spanish is good, but sometimes I, I it's not great, bit, yeah. you know? But I also didn't fit in the American culture because my English is not that good. <laughs> so, like, I feel like a lot of the times living undocumented just made me fearful of a lot of things and it also just like made me feel like I didn't belong anywhere did you like did you ever feel that way
1: um no well actually sometimes yes but not usually because I think coming in at a very young age I was easily more malleable Mm. um so it was easier for me to catch on to things um I've also been the kind of person who does whatever they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I have felt before like, oh, dang, I don't like whenever I felt it, I guess, was when I was everyone else was getting their licenses, the driver's license. And I was just like, oh, I can't do that. I don't do that. I'm not able to do that. Yeah. Um. That's when I first started noticing. But I never really felt like that just because I think I was so young. That mm. I kind of assimilated quicker. Yeah. I feel like at 11, sure. the age that you were brought in here, you're more aware. Um, And I, yeah, so maybe you were able to notice the differences a little bit more. True.
2: I was going to ask about that. When did you guys know that you were different in, in that way? Like that you were undocumented? Because it's not like as a child, you're not thinking, yeah. oh, I can't do this or that because, you know, I'm not a citizen or whatever. I, I think it happens Later, I think for right?
0: me, my parents just were so fearful of immigration. And I feel like once I hit like 15, 16, they were like, hey, like you can't get in any type of trouble. Like you cannot, like you have to be like down the radar. Like you cannot. Like you don't bring attention to yourself. Like keep your head down sort you of thing. just keep your head down, keep yourself safe. And then I was like, Whoa, why? Like I wanna be an actress. I wanna move to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they were like, nah, brah, you can't do that. Dang. Um and it was I think it was just like life altering for me because I had different plans for myself, but then I couldn't leave anywhere because then it felt unsafe to go anywhere. So I think I was like 16, 17 when they told me.
1: I guess I was about that age as well. But for me, it was because of the driver's license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone else was working on their permits and such. And some of people were getting their cars already. And I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that until other, um, I guess, friends or students or whatever, they were talking about it. I was like, oh, dang. I can't do that. I don't have, that's when I first realized, I still remember the moment. It was in a classroom in my high school. And, you know, the students around us were talking about it. And I was just like, I was just quiet because I was like, oh, eh, I can't relate at all. Yeah. And that's when it first hit me. I was like, oh, I'm different. It's going to be different from now on. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> what
2: what kind of feelings were you going through at that point? I know, Sina, you said you were scared. Like you brought, those kind of feelings but what what else were you guys feeling at at that point
1: it was the beginning of kind of building frustration Mm -hmm. because oh uh, and disappointment as well not like self-disappointment but like yeah i guess overall disappointment that oh i'm not going to be able to achieve the same things that my other friends or colleagues are going to be able to um so disappointment and it's kind of the beginning of frustration as well that you don't have the same freedom as the others Mm -hmm. I remember um,
2: at one point when I was in high school, I think. Maybe I was was a little older. I don't remember, but um, there were some kids who were saying, like, they were struggling in high school, and they were saying, well, what's the point of us doing well if we can't do anything else after? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I I mean, I didn't have to go through any of that, as you guys know, but I've seen it, and I know it's a challenge.
1: It happened that um, my brother took that mentality. My Mm. oldest brother, he... Um, graduated high school he got into UNM University of New Mexico and um, he was doing he's starting it he was doing well he I think he completed a year I can't remember exactly but he got to a point where he was like well I can't do anything after that I'm not even there was even talks that he wasn't going to be able to receive his diploma wow so that to him it just crushed him. pointless yeah. yeah so he thought i'm i'm wasting my parents money i'm wasting my time because uh, he was getting paid everything <laughs> but still he was like wasting all of these things that he was receiving and i'm not even going to be able to do with anything afterwards with this even if i do or don't get my diploma i'm not going to be able to get a job in the field that i yeah. received the education in yeah so it's i was very frustrated with him because i was like just do it just yeah. do it but I don't know what he was feeling exactly. And I, I'm pretty sure he felt really crappy to have that. Especially
0: when you're um, like, there is no end in sight. Like there's not even DACA. There's no, at, at that, that point, time, yeah. like there was no,
2: mm-hmm.
0: nothing in sight. I feel like that's how my older brother was too. Like he was just like, well, I'm not, like he tried to go to school as well, but it was just too difficult for him until he didn't. But I think one of the things that for me has been really difficult life altering I think it's like having to tell people that I'm undocumented like I
1: I used to be so embarrassed about me too
0: and it's this like thing that you carry with you like it's like something bad like I remember Mm -hmm. just being like feeling guilty and ashamed and I like I look back now and think why was I ashamed of this (laughs) like why was I embarrassed to say this to like speak of who i am as a person and something that it wasn't my fault first of all and anybody in my parents situation would have done it like anybody would have stayed to take their kids and do whatever the best for them Mm -hmm. was so i feel like dating was really difficult for me because if i dated somebody outside my race i had to be like I can't go on a out of country trip with you because or I can't really go to a bar because I don't have an ID, a valid ID or I can't travel because of this. Like so it was just having to give people explanations of things that I just should have had that I felt like should have been mine. That was so difficult. And there was just like a lot of shame behind it, which now i think back and i'm like why was i ashamed of it i know
1: mm-hmm. i feel the same way I, in early relationships when i was in my early 20s i was never open about that in relationships and i had to and i'm pretty sure that um kind of ruined it cuz there's no trust there if you're not right. if you don't if you're not able to share that um but i i didn't and, and now i think about it i'm like why oh and i'm like whatever it happened and that's how i was dealing with it then but and now i'm open about it yeah. but
0: we're talking about it on a podcast
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> No shame here now. yeah <laughs> but i feel i feel bad for those relationships because i wasn't able to feel, be like fully myself because even this small aspect of my life was limiting myself so much Mm -hmm. and um i yeah sorry but to those men that i (laughs) did that i wasn't judge me for not being open enough and trustful well that was it
0: (laughs) um how did daca change your life
1: oh it changed it dramatically i think Um, Just because I was finally, I worked around so I could get in-state tuition. I poked through holes so I could get in-state tuition because it's technically just a work visa. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, (laughs) I mean, I might be like a little spoiled, so I didn't really have Mm -hmm. to work. (laughs) But um, once I was able to apply to a job and apply to any job, because at first my only prospects were uh, McDonald's. Yeah. And um being and working at like a Mexican restaurant or
0: so cleaning I,
1: exactly, thing. clean anything that you could pay you in cash basically yeah. or somehow under the table. Mm-hmm. So those were my only prospects. And then once I was able to actually apply to a job, I it, it felt normalized, I guess. yeah it felt I felt like a little bit more normal um just because i was able to be like oh yeah here's my social oh yeah here's my visa here's my id and so it was it was life-changing because i mean i was able to achieve whatever i have now with that limited visa
0: yeah okay.
1: how did it change for you oh my gosh
0: <laughs> um <laughs> so much i feel like i cried a lot about being undocumented all the time like i felt less than a lot like yeah. i i I think a lot of my self esteem issues came so much from that, and um, when my dad told me about DACA, I'm gonna get emotional. Do it. I was like, it's your normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no, it's not gonna happen. Like, (laughs) they always say they're gonna do something for dreamers, and it's not gonna happen. Like, and my dad's like, no, Obama said it was gonna happen. Like, he's gonna he's gonna make it happen. And I was like, it's not, Dad. Like but I had been let down so So many many times times that I just didn't want to get my hopes up for anything. So when DACA went through, people were like, don't apply. It's just like a thing. The government's going to try to like get your information to deport you. And I'm like, well, then if that's the case, that's the case, but I'm applying. So I too was one of the first people to apply. (laughs) I was like, if it's not a trap, then I'm in. (laughs) You know? Mm. Um, And I went through the process. I paid my money and I was expecting to cry. I was expecting to like get emotional about the whole process because, you, as you all know, I cry <laughs> about everything. But um, for some reason, I got my little card, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And I just didn't cry about it. Like It was just so awesome. And then I went to get a driver's license, and I get to the line, and the guy at the line was like, so rude to me Uh. and he was like no you need to come here prepare and i was like obviously i've never done this before if i knew what i needed like your website is not very easy to like go through i was like so i'm here to ask you questions and he was like no 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 no." like just being super rude so i was like i'm gonna go back to the line and have somebody else help me because you're ruining my day so i just went back to the line i was just having such a good day like for the first time in my life, I was going to be able to have a driver's license. And this man was telling me that I couldn't do it because I was missing something. And I was like, nah, like I have a social like you're not going to tell me no right now. Yeah. So I went back to the line and this other lady was like, I can help you. <laughs> and I went over and I was like, this is the deal. I got that guy. And like I was just my smiley self. And I was so excited. And she was like, oh, so you do need to bring a social um but since they probably have like sent it and it hasn't gotten to you just go to the social security office and they should be able to print it for you beautiful perfect will do (laughs) get me an appointment i'll come in and do my driver's license let's go yeah so i set up an appointment i left everything ready i drove my happy butt to the social security office i get there just big old (laughs) smiles (laughs) just having the time of my life and I get to the window and the lady says, how can I help you? So I told her everything. And she's like, oh, yeah, let me just look you up. She took my information. She comes back oh, I'm gonna cry, with a highlighted number. And she says,
1: this is your social. And that's what I had waited my entire life for. Is it and such a little number in your yeah. life? And I cried in front of her. She looked at me and she said, why
0: are you crying? And I said, my whole life, my whole life has been dependent on this stupid number. And now I have it. And now I can work. And I can have a driver's license. And I can go to school. And I can belong somewhere. And I think it was that feeling of just belonging. And that number just made me feel like I belonged. And it was... Magical, (laughs) I just cried like I cry every time I tell this story. And I just was so happy that it was happening to me, and that not only was it happening to me, but it was happening to people like me. That we had a chance, you know, like we had a fighting chance, and we could belong somewhere.
1: Yeah. I, first of all I love it and that's probably the reaction I should have had but I didn't I was just like
2: okay <laughs> I'm okay, no thank you <laughs> okay, baby, Let me go
1: give me my money <laughs> I need to start racking up some credit
0: I applied for like five jobs Ooh. like I seriously just <laughs> wanted to work everywhere because I could apply for jobs <laughs> I had like three jobs at one point oh my yeah just because I could I worked at a Bath and Body Works <laughs> yeah like i was just like give me all the jobs i have a social
1: (laughs) i love that yep (laughs) Uh, no i did not have that experience but actually i do remember receiving the little card and i was like it's such like a textured paper yeah i remember feeling it and looking at it and like tearing the perforation areas um like tearing up the little card the social security card from the other part of the mailer Mm -hmm. and i still remember that so that's that's my memorable (laughs) moment i I didn't cry i just remember i just remember the texture of the paper yeah Different experience. Different yeah. experience. <laughs> same experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Just the same. different emotions. I had
0: all the emotions for Diana. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but really, though. You had all the emotions for all the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh but I do remember going to the DMB and I learned my lesson the first time. Um, they were like, exactly the same. You're not prepared. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then the next time that I went, I took a whole fucking folder. I was like, and I, I didn't slam it down, but I was like, okay, what do you need? <laughs> Even things that you didn't need you had in there.
2: Exactly. Everything. She was like,
1: my birth certificate. I had everything you could possibly ask for and more. I was like, all right, let's do this. I want the driver's license. You're going to give me this. You're going to give me this.
0: <laughs> yes. I, need, I need a little lighter something. We should go to our favorite segment.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I'm a, I'm ready for a little bit of You're Diana ready for it? shit.
1: <laughs> oh, what should we talk about today? You know what? We're gonna keep it in the government topic. Oh. oh. I gonna make it spicy? Let's get
0: instead of emotional, let's uh,
1: crying emotional. Let's get angry emotional. Exactly. Yes. Let's go. All I'm right, still uh, crying. No? no. 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 You can rage cry. That's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm welcome to that. Anyways, uh, most individuals have seen a video of Mr. Glitch McConnell. Glitch. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he is the representative for oh my gosh the U.S. the Republican U.S. something House of Representatives. He's the minority
2: le- uh, leader of the Congress.
1: Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and um, he's an old individual, clearly, and that's okay. People can be old, but they shouldn't be old in politics. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. One hundred oh, exactly. Just because um, there should be a cutoff. There should Time. be a cutoff. Mm-hmm. First of all, there should be a cutoff of how many terms you can yes. be in this position, in this position. Yep. And there should also be there should also be an age limit. Yep. yep. He Sh- is, I believe, in his 80s.
0: No. And why
1: is an 80 year old individual making decisions not only for a whole party, but also for younger individuals to people his age? Like, it should be more, someone that's more, I don't know how to say it, like, better brain. <laughs> that's not glitching. <laughs> like, you know, it's someone that's going to have a better response time, not only to respond for their party, but for people overall. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, These old people are, and it's not just him. There's many old individuals in both the democratic and the Republican party. That should not be there. Not be there. Yeah. Mr. President.
0: Yeah. Daddy
1: Biden. He's old. You know what? You're okay.
0: He shouldn't do a second term, but he,
1: yeah, exactly. Like he He shouldn't
0: even try to do a second term. Mm -hmm.
1: In my opinion, there shouldn't have been a first term. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And he's great. Well, actually I'm going to take that back. He's, average <laughs> so average joke. <laughs> just so i don't say he's bad because i don't think he's bad anyways uh, but i don't he's think he's ate. good either first of all can i just make a little comment about politics yes don't trust politicians yes like don't
0: give politicians your everything and pray to them like no. that's weird
1: that's completely right. weird. It's okay to hate politicians. Yes. Both 100. of them, Any of them. Yes. It's completely okay to hate all of them. It's
0: Even g- if you voted for them, it's okay.
1: Exactly. You can change your mind. People mm-hmm. can change their minds. But these people need to change their terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I don't think... <laughs> men should be making decisions for women. I don't think old men should be making especially decisions for women, especially for women. But overall for uh women, men and in between.
0: Isn't there an age limit to when you can start serving in in politics? Mm. Like when you can start like is isn't Forty, there
1: At least for a president, I believe you have to be older than th- 35 or 45. So
0: if there's an age limit to when you can start that, there should be an age limit to when you can stop. stop.
2: Do you guys think it should be based on like a cognitive test that they have to pass no, or something? Or it should or just, just be like be an age, age limit. 60? <laughs> I think even 70.
1: I uh, No, I would say 65. Okay. Like 65. Honestly, isn't, well, that used to be the retirement age. I don't know. I think it has increased to 60. You're right. It should read the retirement age. Yeah. It right? should read
2: yeah. their
0: limit. Like, leave. I love that. I love that for
2: them. Like,
1: that Go enjoy guy the should of probably take a made. break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he's, yeah, they, he's probably like super stressed and Can glitching I? because <laughs> he needs a break.
1: Can I make another point?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: make all the points. Please. All the points. Um, people, so um, politicians are able to invest. They're able to mm-hmm. invest in companies are able to invest in. I don't know if they can invest in bonds, but anyways, they're able to invest. A lot of these politicians have um, are influenced by lobbyists. These lobbyists can say, oh, hey, you should do this for this company. Hey, we might be closing this company. And guess what that politician does? They sell their interest in those. They sell their vi- uh, their investments in that. Mm. That's called insider trading. That's illegal for individuals. Mm-hmm. That should be illegal for politicians as well.
2: I was just listening to another podcast and wow. AOC was talking about it. Yeah, and she's trying to
1: her and um, that other guy that we hate, uh, Ritz. Um, <laughs> I only we, hate a, we hate a, H, <laughs> we hate a lot of people <laughs> Matt, Matt Ga- Gates, Matt Ga- Gates, he's an ugly uh-huh. individual. But AOC and him got together because this is an issue. Yeah, that should not happen, regardless of
2: party. Like, it doesn't matter. You should not be. If regular people can't do it, then you shouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. So
1: this is my rant for the day. Mm. I like it. Politicians should have term limits. They should have age limits and they should not be able to um, invest in companies or whatever that are tied to lobbyists and also may have and started trading.
0: And people shouldn't be giving their whole life to a politician. Oh my
1: gosh. No. Please start hating politicians again. All of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let's go back to our uh like everybody hating politicians instead of each other.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I like it. Oh my gosh, politicians don't care about you. I promise they don't care about you.
0: (laughs) They care about your money. They care
1: about your money and they care about making money off of you. And they don't care if you die.
2: <laughs> Am I wrong?
0: No, you're not. I, I agree. I don't think it's the case for every
2: politician, but mm. probably most of them.
0: Like 80%. 90,
2: 90 nine (laughs) (laughs)
0: AOC is excluded from that
1: (laughs) yeah exactly that's why I said 99 (laughs) she's the one (laughs) percent no I bet there's more politicians out there but I don't know it's getting ridiculous and it has to get to a point where we have to like wake up I guess Mm -hmm. and be like hey let's not fall in love with a politician that doesn't know me Mm. and doesn't have I think we just have to do more research. Well, like, and also remember that they're they're they doing. work for
0: you, yeah. not yeah. the yeah, other way, way around. Is. Like right. they're there to serve you.
1: Yes, exactly. you're not
0: like they're not your Push god them around. Yeah, tell them what you want. <laughs>
1: move them, <laughs> <laughs> and let's move Glitch away from the podium, please. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a <laughs> an episode, <laughs> right? What were we even talking about this before? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But yes, uh, please stop. Please stop giving all of your attention to politicians. Let's start hating them again.
0: Thank you. Yeah, 100% (laughs) agree with Diana. (laughs) Uh, Agreed. Any closing thoughts? I know that we... I feel like Diana and I did all the talking today, (laughs)
2: Nancy. No, I'm... I'm very happy to give you guys the space to talk about it because it's not something that affects me personally like i said i've had friends i have family members and i've seen it but it hasn't been my life journey so i was more than happy to let you guys share thank you for sharing yeah of
1: course yeah of course i love you i love you <laughs> anything well what would i end with i'm still in the dirt uh, dds Mindset, so you should say something. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm so raging. <laughs> I'm so little heated. Um,
0: if you, I feel like the one thing I can say is living in the status that we live is difficult, no matter if you have DACA or not. And um, there's so many aspects about it. Like, there's so many things. Like, my dad passed away in Mexico, and I couldn't go um, say farewell, and all that stuff. And A lot of the people that come here they leave so many so much behind to try to give their family a better life and there's no shame in that I feel like if anything we should take that shame away and stop saying do it the right way and stop saying um stop judging people like I feel like until you're in other people's shoes you will never understand why they have to make those choices and just be kind and be loving, and I know it's difficult to understand, but that would solve like every issue I can think <laughs> of right now. Yeah, people would just see that. Like, be a little more considerate, be a little yeah, more compassionate. just be kind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh but don't be ashamed, like, n- there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And gosh, we're doing amazing, and we deserve to be here, and we belong here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm hopeful that sometime in the future situation will be better mm-hmm. and that there will be a full legalization and then you guys can vote not to
1: have oh my gosh people yes. like that i'm gonna start crying i my one wish that i could do is i wish i could vote me yeah. too yeah. like yeah. that hurts me to the core that mm-hmm. i'm not that there's being there's like so many laws or anything being implemented around me mm-hmm. or for affecting me. you Right. And
0: you can't do anything and about it. I can't it. do anything
1: about it. Yeah. Yep. That's, that would break. And I'm also, um, if you travel out, I will be jealous about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not a jealous. The person, traveling
0: outside of the country but is right. If you
1: travel outside of the country, I will be jealous about that. Yeah. Anything mm. else? Sorry, I don't really care.
2: care. Huh? <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. I,
1: I'll, I'll live through it, but, but I'll be like, I hope you have fun in your trip, <laughs> and I hope you have a lot of fun. <laughs> that's what i'll say no but i'm very grateful to have had this opportunity um because it did change my life and it changed yes. your life and um one thing that i have learned over years is that not to be ashamed of it mm-hmm. it is what it is yep
0: well, beautiful okay. only do what's best <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yep thank you, thank you guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll start crying again <laughs> no. um thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed this one, and
1: we'll see you next time. Yeah, if you have any questions, let us know.
2: Yeah, we'll be sh- nice also. Share your stories, yeah, be nice. Yeah, because... Let's just all be nice all the Yeah, time. let's Can just be nice. That? Okay. I like it. Okay, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but have a good
0: night. <laughs> Love you guys.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Latina State of Mind produced by us your awesome hosts diana senia and nancy special shout out to jerome our editor don't forget to follow us on instagram at lsom underscore podcast and on facebook at latina state of mind hasta la próxima